brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. You and my husband, Mama. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. You and my husband. Hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to Will House. Um, yeah, welcome to Will House. Were show. you burping or like? trying to catch your breath yeah i was burping like okay. i don't know so i'm on my way home uh from work and i burped and this i know this is gonna be too much information but fucking whatever um this piece Mild. of like carnitas comes out of my throat and i'm like oh god do you know why that is why you don't fucking chew your food. <laughs> you know people have been saying that about me for years uh, look i hadn't had look this is the first that is the first meal I had <laughs> in like 18 hours. I wasn't able to eat. Oh. And then all of a sudden, like, I got really hungry really quickly. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. And your body said calories, calories, calories. Yeah. I mean, I was able to kind of control the blood sugar with like orange juice and shit. And then, uh, cause I just had lost my appetite and we'll, we'll discuss why. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, like it came on like, oh, wow, that, I'm not going to be able to like orange juice my way out of this one. Like I need to actually eat something, eat something. So I went to Chipotle, got my barbacoa bowl on. And then like, I was just in touch with your basic bitch. I was, I was just fucking like inhaling it, literally inhaling the shit. So getting older, man, I I can't quite inhale food. Like I used to when I was a kid. Gotta chew that shit. So, especially when you've been drinking orange juice for the last day and a half. Yeah, and that's it. Last day, pretty much. So, so acidic. Yeah. So, um, want to thank you and and the crew for sending me flowers. Um, yeah. You're welcome. Mm. Ah, man, I was fine until right now. Like thinking about <laughs> no, like thinking about what you guys did. Yeah. There's some good people there, man. Yeah. There are. Yeah. There are. Despite what other people might think. Yeah. Well, first I'd have to value the opinion of the person talking about their opinion. <sighs> wow. Do we want to talk about <laughs> you're the You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I Holy wrong? Holy fuck, dude. 
so I mean, do I want to start off? Do we want to end with this story because it like kind of will bring the podcast up? Or well, oh, excuse me, they're pillar number one right there. Let's talk about this story, and then I have a small story to bookend this with that just happened before we started recording. Oh, okay. Not drama or anything, just me razzing the other other participants oh, okay. or other non-participants oh, of this God. story. <laughs> so, uh, the fabulous Boyer sisters, who I adore, uh, especially like, oh man, like these two girls are awesome. And I really appreciate that. Like, like I can't say enough good things about them. And people might call me a simp, whatever, dude. I've got a girlfriend. I I moved to I I moved to uh, include Caitlin as one of the three Boyer sisters. Right, Caitlin is is an unofficial Boyer sister. Like, yeah, you know, she's kind of adopted. Here's the thing I said about Caitlin, and I mean this like completely respectfully, and not like I want to have sex with her, but I'm like, Caitlin could be a model. Like she really like she has the stature and she has the height for it. And I'm just, I just threw it out there. I'm like, Caitlin, you could literally be a model. I've I've seen it. Like, trust me, you could be a model. And um, those three girls are are something else. Like, in a good way. Um, right. Most of the time, in a good they're way. Out of sure po- they're out of pocket as fuck, but they're hilarious. Some of the some of the funniest women um, I've ever like come across. Anyway, um, shout outs to you guys. Not like that, you dirty devils. Shout outs to you guys, like you and Stowe. And uh, and the Boyers, the the, the Boyer, Boyer trio, as we're going to call them from now on out, from here on out. There you go. Um, the three Boyer Kateers. Yeah. So uh, I don't even know how this started, <laughs> but Maddie decided to like kind of, tro- well, not even kind of, she was trolling patches, right? And she was and like, I'd left the group chat already. And, and, and Purvis left, Purvis left okay. this group chat that we belong to. He's like, I'm out. Okay. And then someone else left. Like people were leaving this group chat left and right. So, and then I left last night after my, my news that we'll talk about here in a second. But, um, essentially like it, it wasn't a big deal until it was made a big deal. And then it became kind of funny. Not kind of. It became fucking hilarious, to be honest with you. Because Maddie was reaching out to Patches be like, oh, my God, I love you. And, like, social media, like, you're, you're, I want to, like, learn from you. And, like, just kind of, like, trolling her a little bit because, I don't know, just because, like, it was goofy and something fun to you do. You need with. a reason. <laughs> you need a reason, I guess. And we weren't involved in this at all. But what made it funny was, like, what made it funny at the same time infuriating, if that makes any sense, is that Patches came in the group chat and was like accusing everybody of being behind it with these girls. And everybody. literally and, and literally we had we were not like they're not our puppets. We're not gonna tell them to do things for us to fucking irritate someone. Like they're grown ass women. Like we don't have control over them. They're not our you know, like we're not we don't have our fucking arm up their fucking ass and making them talk. That's just how it works. They did what they did because they wanted to do it. So fucking funny. So then it got like really, really like she was like Patches was infuriated. She's like, this is not funny at all. I mean, nine eleven jokes are apparently funny to Patches, but this is not funny at all. And well, I don't know if she finds them funny, but she'll definitely defend them. She'll defend nine eleven jokes like a motherfucker, but um 
anyway, I just thought I was like sitting there going, man, you could sit there and you could fuck with people all the time. And then like it came back and it was just like somebody was fucking with you and you didn't like it. It just like, man, at some point you had to understand that was a joke. Right. Right. Well, even if you didn't, you still like what gives what what gives you the triple D reason to fucking come into another group chat and fucking drop names like they're dicks in your mouth? I don't understand why. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? And she was like, I'm convinced it's one of you three. And she like said it right. was me and then Thomas. Called out. Yeah. Like, who are you? And I know like, I know that the did, did that hockey player knock you around a little too hard. Wow. Wow. I mean, do, do we need to take you to the hospital to get you checked for a concussion? Like, did, did something get knocked stupid? <clears throat> Man. Wow. I've been on a leash, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I, know I've been on a leash. And I put you on that leash. I'm like, dude. But after- you help. Yes. Yes. I'll agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You put me on that leash. You said, give it, just, just, just give, let, let her be. And I said, okay. Yeah, I've defended this this person a lot. I've defended Patches a lot. And then she and like, how do you feel now? She like completely flipped on me. I'm like, dude, it's not yeah. me. Like, and I was right. starting to get like, don't fucking start accusing me of this shit because I don't control anybody. I don't tell anybody to do anything. <laughs> Except Will. <laughs> Except Will when I tell him, please kind of lay off because <laughs> I know where this is gonna go Man, for the I, good of for, for yeah. the for the greater good. <laughs> So then, like, it really pops off to the point where she, like, starts accusing, like, Liss and Kaya then. It's like, and then Liss, Liss stood up for herself. Because Liss has kind of been playing the background, not really, like, interjecting in the chat. Not doing any She's of been that. been taking the higher ground and being the more mature person out of, yeah, out of the two. Because Patches will take little shots at her here and there. And, and Liss is just like, I'm just not going to. Like, Pat, like Liss, Liss will in, instill some petty energy. And, like, whenever Patches, like, talks shit to her, she, like, hits the fire emoji to kind of be like, oh, you burned me. Like, like making right. fun of her little burns and stuff. Like, it's not, you know, like, it's not really affecting Liss, no matter what she's saying. So right. this is when Liss was like, I'm going to stand up for myself. And I mean, I can't, you know, like we've been in the her. middle of this shit for, I've been in the middle of shit between her and this right. for, you know, months now. And it just finally right. starts hitting this fucking boiling point. She starts accusing Kay and Liz being behind this shit. And, and they're not behind those. Just like the two boyer sisters were like, let's mess with this girl. And then let's they fuck some shit up. They did. And all of a sudden everybody else is involved. It was like, this is like a weird Napoleon persecution complex. And I am not a part of this. I think a shit's funny, but I'm not a part of this. Oh, we could talk about that too. We're gonna have a little word about that. That there, that little can opening too. We're gonna have a little word about that. He's gonna get really pissed off. So, um, essentially, like this was going on. This was blowing up, and um, I get a call from my aunt. Like, right, right, right as this was cooling down, I get a call from my aunt. And I'm telling Patches I'm going to look into it deeply. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some detective work and see if anybody's motivating the Boyer sisters to do what they're doing when I knew that there was no one motivating them to. They're just doing it. Right. So um, I get a call from my aunt. And it was like, was it 10, 10, 15, something like that? 
and I rarely talk to my aunt, especially on the phone. So the minute the phone rang, I knew what it was pertaining to. Um, I was pretty sure that one of my grandparents had passed away, and sure enough, uh, sure enough, my uh, my grandfather passed away. Sorry to hear that. Um, thanks. And that's why. How old was he? What? How old was he? Carry the two, like eighty-one. Okay. Something like that. So. Yeah. Was he sick? I mean, he was. He wasn't in good health. Like he was eighty-one. <laughs> so, mm, where do I begin? With, with uh, Don, his name was Don. Um, man, his name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. In life, a member of Project Mayhem has no name, but in death, they do. His name <laughs> is Robert Paulson. <laughs> his name is Donald. Oh. His name is Donald Phelps. Um. The reason why, um, it's it's hard to collect. It's like I recorded something last night. And I blew it out because I was just like, I am way too sappy to like put that out there. Like it just, you know, that was like me venting this moment, this raw, visceral moment where I was just like, wow. yeah, I was like really upset because oh. I love the shit out of this man. I still do. Right. Um, where do we begin? Is this on mom's side or dad's side? This is mom's side. Uh, okay. Vic, uh, which dad? <laughs> well, that was going to be the next question. If, yeah, if it, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so flow charts and we're, we're, we okay. stopped. So let's, 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 let's break it down. Flow chart this out. Let's flow chart this out. So I have only one grandparent left grandmother my mom's mom she only one left okay. man chipotle is just not sitting right with me tonight so my mom's maybe you shouldn't have started with something so heavy after uh 23 days should have ramped up to the uh the barbacoa yeah. supposed to oh well um or maybe you shouldn't be washing it down with two liters of fucking diet coke. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like make sure that I'm not, I don't have anything stuck in my esophagus because like I'm worried now. The big chunk of meat came up, so I'm like just trying to wash it down with something. I don't give a fuck what it is. And I feel like diet coke is heavier than regular water, so it would push it down better, right? In theory. See, and I would go with that. All of the bubbles makes it lighter. Okay. I don't think that's but physically maybe, possible, but go for it. Go I off. Either, but it seems like it would be logical. So um, my aunt calls, um, and she tells me, she's like, hey, uh, Don passed away tonight. And I, you know, fuck, sucks. Uh, I call his girlfriend. He's he's had a girlfriend for 30 years, and people are like, why is he a girl? Why didn't he get married? Well, they would have gotten married if you know, would have been economically feasible for them to get married. For example, uh, Martha, that's her name. Um, she had a husband that died <clears throat> when she was relatively young. So if she had married my grandfather, then she would have lost out on some, some benefits. And right. it just made f economic sense to not do it on both of their accounts. 
So my grandfather, you know, lived with her, paid her rent. And that, that's, that was the way their relationship worked and it worked perfectly. Um, so I called her and, you know, she, she was sobbing and I'm like, I, you know, this woman's been family for 30 years. So my heart just broke for her. Um, so yeah, um, the flow chart. Scott's parents are dead. Scott's dad died before I was even born. So that's what motivated him to strike out on his own. Um, and procreate as much as he could. Yeah. And, um, and, um, Victor's parents, of course, my grandmother, Imelda and Victor senior passed away within like two years of each other. And my, my Nana Imelda is the one that taught me like oh, some of her recipes, some of the stuff that I made for okay. uh, rain of the other night. And that's who I, that's what I thought of. Like when this was all going down, like my first thought was like, man, I wish he would have been able to meet Raina because he would have adored her. He really would have. Oh well, no, he did. <sighs> that's the tough one is like, I adore this human being so much. And I know my pe- my family would adore her too. Like they would completely fall in love with her. Like I have. And that's one of the regrets that I have is like that, that they ne- that my grandfather never got to meet my girlfriend. Um, <clears throat> so man, if you believe in, in, why do you think that he hasn't met her now? I don't know. You know, like in, you know, I mean, I'm if, sure he's doing the in processing the heaven right now. So it'll be a couple days, right? But- I mean, he's free to flow around all he wants. All right, no meter. Flow around, hang out, do whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that, you know, my mom's is passing on a good word about Raina. Like, Paul's in good hands. Well, definitely in better. Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I toughened him up. Now you get to soften him up. Good luck. Right. <laughs> I made his heart ice cold. Thought. Thought now. Um, Thought now. <laughs> chop, chop. Um, that was the one thing that I was thinking about. Like, God, I wish I wish he would have had a chance to like, meet her in person and be like, and yeah. just know that it was going to be okay. Because I like my family's always like worried, like, my cousins, they've all found their person. They have kids, and I'm the one, like, I'm the quintessential, like, bachelor, you know, 40, you know, 43 years old. Got married once, didn't do it again, you know, like, it's been 20 years since my divorce. Like, no kids that I know of. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I am, I am Scott's kid. So, I just, you know. Break the cycle. I did. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to carry on the cycle. You don't have any little fuck trophies to carry them on to. Right. Um, but then again, you know, I don't think that I should serve my kid. I don't think my kids should serve me. It should be the way around, but we'll, we'll, let's digress. We're digressing a little bit too much here. Um, so that was what I thought of 
was like, I wish he would have had the chance to meet her in person and been like, Paul's in good hands. This is, this is clearly, we don't have to worry about him anymore. You know, like he, he doesn't have to worry about me anymore. Cause like this girl's incredible. And she knows that I tell her that all the time. I just wish he would have had the chance to tell her in person. Cool. So, um, where to begin? Where to begin with all this processing of grief? <laughs> we were very similar, uh, me and my, my grandfather, in the sense that, like, our mothers were very toxic, alcoholic. And I'm not saying it's like shit on my mom or she's not here. I'm not, you know, not. Well, no, but facts are facts. That's facts. That's facts. Like, Will can attest to the fact that my mom was not, right. not a good mother. Um, so, so the, the reason my grandfather didn't drink heavily was because of his mom. She set a really good example for him not to be like that. Right. And whenever I like, I felt myself getting a little bit too heavy with the drinking. I kind of remembered that and it kind of was like, my grandfather was my North star. That makes sense. There you go. Okay. Like, like whenever I felt myself kind of slipping into that cycle, I'd think of how, how he handled this and I would right. just model myself after him in a way, like swear it off for a little bit. Don't get too dependent on this, on alcohol. So he was my North star. That's the best way I could put it. Okay. It was from like, I would say ages four to 12. I didn't have a close relationship with him. And my mom would tell me a story and, you know, my grandfather married someone after my grandmother. Uh, I won't say her name because she doesn't deserve the okay. mention. But she kind of had him like wrapped around her finger. Like he was so in love with this woman. And essentially his family took a back seat to the new family that he made over here. Right. So they had a kid. I won't get into the specifics of that. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think the story's out there on that. Um, but no, like it's, it's just like, I, I, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I don't want to tell him something that like, he's no, probably not ready to know, you know, like there's yeah, stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. You're adopted. What? <laughs> really okay there it is so anyway um yeah foot open f open mouth insert foot periv good work <laughs> jesus christ jesus christ i hope david's not listening um, so did you finally get it? Did you finally understand? Oh, I got it right when I saw your face, dude. All right. <sighs> so I'm sure they've told him, um, maybe they haven't surprise. Leave it to Perim to fuck shit up. Right. Hey, I came here to drink beer and fuck shit up. We're all out of beer. We're all out of beer. So. He was out of our lives 
until like 12. Then he had a heart attack. Um, and my grandmother got the word that he had a heart attack. She went to visit him in the hospital. And on the, on the door to his uh, hospital room, his, where he was staying, was a sign that said, first wife okay, second wife, do not enter. Now, the new bitch that he went with um, always called herself the first wife. So my grandma just assumed she was talking about her being the second wife. But when my grandma went to knock on the door, my grandpa was in bed, and next to him was his girlfriend, Martha. And Martha's the one that stayed with him for, you know, 30-some-odd years. Okay. So the first wife being okay was my grandmother. She was okay to visit him. The other bitch was not okay to visit. Like, they didn't want anything to do with her, her being around him. Right. Thank God for that. So, so it was a massive heart attack. He almost died. And to that day, he became someone different. He became someone to look up to. He became, again, my North Star. And uh, just to see this man go to these restaurants, he, 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 had, he was very, he's very much a creature of habit. Like there was places he just frequented all the time. And it was because he wanted to support businesses and he wanted to support these people that he befriended. And like, it's just incredible that one guy can just like care about people the way he did. When I, when I went through the process of swabbing my mouth and discovering the truth. I did it for him. Like I wanted to get some answers for him and you know, we got some answers for him and you got some answers for you. I got a lot of answers for me for questions. You got a lot of questions, questions that were answered immediately after. So this is a true story. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm going off the rails here. I just think like, like it's trying to get everything and every, every, every aspect of this in, um, I think these are the rails. <sighs> When Scott was a kid, he knew my he knew my mom. They were before they were they graduated high school. They were hanging out together, and my grandfather had had met Scott face to face, and he didn't like Scott too much because, of course, you know you're the dad and the daughter. There's the kid that wants to bang your daughter. You know, you kind of you kind of being protective. So, um, when Scott told me the story. I had been told by Caitlin and Allison and Caitlin and Allison both told me this story. And it was like, really, it was really flattering. Despite the fact that like they have their issues with Scott, it was really flattering of him. They're like, Scott could be anybody's best friend. He like just fits in with people. Like he's a great friend to people. And you, you know, you, you they don't tell you the rest. They let, they let you figure that out on your own. <laughs> so, um, he could be a great friend or somebody, but not a great parent. Um, and we've had to delete story. We've had to delete stories on this podcast about how fucking how, how wonderful of a father. Wow. Yes. That. So I told him, I said, I told him this and I didn't tell him this to like 
play. I didn't tell him this to puff of his ego or anything. Else. I'm like, we're sitting in a bar in Vegas, Scott and I, and I tell him like, you would be surprised how similar you and my grandfather are because my grandfather is very much that person that cares about people that like, and I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure Scott cares about people for their benefit or his own, but I knew my grandfather cared about people for their benefit. Right. And anytime he would talk about waiters at restaurants, he would say, my friend, my friend, my friend. Okay. This sweet person. Like he would always like throw these endearing terms on them. And, um, Every time I saw my grandfather after he came back into our lives, he was such an emotional man. Like, the, like you could see the water well up in his eyes when he hugged you, and he always used to kiss you on the cheek no matter what. Right. I'm fucking... Fucking 32. Stop right. doing that. Right. <laughs> he always right. used to kiss you on the cheek no matter what. Um, I forgot what was going with this. That uh, he changed after he, he yeah, was yeah, changed he, he after changed. he came back. He changed after he got back from his heart attack. <clears throat> he lived on this when he when he left the crazy woman. He lived in this like airstream chrome trailer. You know the old school trailers, okay. the airstreams. Yeah. He lived in this Airstream trailer on this big plot of land, renting it out. And you wouldn't think, like, you wouldn't think that that would be fun, but, like, I got to see my grandfather again. Like, I had missed all this time with my grandfather, and I wanted to be, like, in this Airstream trailer with him. Like, that was just, that was something, like, I looked forward to. It was, like, it didn't matter that we were cramped in this trailer because I got to spend time with my grandfather, and I was catching right. up on all this lost time, and I didn't give a shit about, like, video games or anything like that. It was just, like, a great, great time. So, of course, you know, I moved in with Martha, and they were together uh, after that every ever after happily ever well yeah until now <sighs> till till he passed away still happily ever after still happily ever after yeah you're right um this is the dumbest ass story <laughs> but it goes to show like it goes to show like i could depend on him so there was a concert that I got tickets to my friend, Eric, his mom worked for a radio station. It was hot 93, which is it still on the air? There? Yeah. I think it's still on the air there in Tucson. I'm not sure. Hot 98.3. And he got tickets because his mom worked there and he gave me two tickets to this concert directly to me. Right. And Mike, the man that raised me that I thought was my dad, um, uh, I was grounded for whatever I was grounded for that week. Um, 
No, they just of our life. They just grounded me just to ground me. Like, oh, you didn't you didn't wash your hands for twenty five seconds instead of you washed them for fifteen. Grounded. That's what they would do. Like they would. I'm not mad. I'm like this is not sour grapes. This is not me. Like complaining just to complain like they just do this shit all the time to me like they would just fuck with me like when i was a kid i was like oh, here we go again like they had this stupid ass rule where if you washed laundry and you found money in someone's because when you did the laundry as the chores around the house you'd have to do someone else you couldn't do your own laundry so essentially like this is this is a problem because i couldn't do my own laundry and then no one else did my laundry care to guess what happened I mean, you wore dirty clothes. Pretty much. So yeah. you couldn't do your own laundry. Yeah, like you had to. You ground me. <laughs> At least I'll smell good. You were like uh, pillar number two. You were like, um, I, I would ask him, like, well, I'm doing everybody else's laundry. No one ever does mine. He goes, well, you know, she doesn't have to do your laundry when it's her turn to do laundry. I'm like. What the fuck, guys? Right? She's still doing her own laundry, but you're telling me I can't do my laundry during laundry day? This is... Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even hear anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But I'm <laughs> like... so fucking Baxley. I'm taking, I'm taking it back, you know, like when I was 14. Like, that was the kind of shit I right. say all the time. So... Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Not, didn't make yes, it right. it was. Didn't make it right. Um, didn't make it wrong. And then they had another rule, like if you if you were doing someone la- someone's laundry and you found money in the pockets, like after they was done washing, you could keep the money. But magically, this rule was suspended when Paul did laundry. It was just it was so it was so ridiculous. Like the the hoops and the logic they tried to pull on me was just like this is just dumbass shit. And I look Hang back at now and I'm like I'm looking back at now I'm like this is <clears throat> this is so stupid. You guys are the fucking dumbest. Anyway. So these tickets, I get these tickets directly from my friend Eric, who got them directly from his mom. Eric also gave four tickets to uh, the girls that were living in the house. It was a stepsister and a stepcousin. So the girls knew that I was grounded, so they went to him, and they were like, hey, can we have Paul's tickets? And he's like, well, did, did Paul get those tickets directly from Eric? And they're like, no, we gave them to Paul after Eric gave them to us, which was a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie, right? so what would that matter i don't know but they okay. t- they lied to him and said that they, right. that i had gotten the tickets from them from eric when it, when it wasn't the case so mike says give up the tickets i said no i got them directly from eric and he's like no you didn't yeah i did i did get them from eric i got them directly from eric i swore up and down got them from eric um He's like, you need to give her the tickets or you're going to face serious consequences. I said, the fuck I am. How old this, were you? I was 13, 14, okay. something like that. This is probably the first time that Petty Principled Paul came out. That I, okay. that, finally, that I finally was going to stand my ground on something. Because it was bullshit. He's like, well, you know, those girls gave you those two tickets. I'm like, no, they did not. I got them directly from Eric. They, they were given to me directly, and I don't. They're given to me. I'm not. I'm not they're going to sit in my shelf. I'm not going to give them up to anybody. And he goes, "If you don't give those tickets, you're going to face serious consequences." I said, "Face this," and I ran away from home. 
ran away from home. And thus began the illustrious career as, career as a caravan. So I went to Joey's house. Joey Gugliano. Wow. And Joey Gabagould. Joey Gugliano. Joey Googs. Uh, this, this, this. <laughs> Joey Googs. Joey Googs. Joey Googs. Um, he looked like Beavis. Swear to God, this guy looked like Beavis, wow. like to a T. Um, without the curly hair, just like the face. So jo- me and Joey Googs, I'm chilling at his house, and uh, tell him, dude, you can't believe this shit. Like, got tickets to see Above the Law, and um, they wanted me to give them up, and I'm like, fuck that. No way, I'm not giving up these tickets. And I had the tickets on me too, because I'm like, they're gonna okay. go to my room and try to take the tickets. Right? Fuck these motherfuckers. So I call up. So I spend the night over there. And then I call my grandpa up in the morning, Don. And uh, he's like, Where are you, son? He knew exactly like that I had to run away the night before. Right. And that was the thing, like. Mike knew where Joey Googs' house was. He knows where he knew where Googs was. He could have right. come by and, and grabbed me, but he didn't. Like he just let me let me blow off some steam. So, um and actually I think Joey's mom lied and said I wasn't there. Like they were hiding me out. Right. So um I reached out to Desi. Fuck. Reach out to Desi and I'm like, hey, I'm fine. Desi's like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, don't tell anybody I'm at Goog's house. And she's like, oh my God. Really? Yeah. So she's like, I won't tell anybody, but you want to get a hold of someone. Like, call he's she's like, call Don. Call your grandfather. I'm sure he'll hide you out. So I called my grandfather. I talked to him and I'm like, hey, I'm over here at, at Goog's house. I gave him the address. He came and picked me up. And he's like, and I'm like, you're not taking me home. He's like, nope, not taking you home. I don't think you're ready to go home yet. Mm-hmm. And I breathed a sigh of relief because I didn't want to go home. Didn't want to go home at all. So he's like, it was Friday night that he went and got me. So then, like, I stayed with him till Sunday. And then, of course, he had me call Mike Saturday, and I'm like, I'm with, I'm with Don. He's like, okay. As long as you're safe, that's all that matters. I'm like, yeah, you really don't give a fuck about my safety. Right. We we know we know how you roll. Um you pull my ticket, bitch. I mean, it's not the worst thing he's done to me. So um, Damn, Jesus Christ. Let's be honest. So um I, I you know, hung out with my grandfather for two days and went back over. And um My grandfather dropped me back off. And thankfully, Mike, you know, I wasn't punished um, more than the usual grounding, you know, for whatever mis- misdeed I did that week. Um, oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't put bleach in the whites. Grounded. So something had happened about three months before this. There was a house next door. And the house was foreclosed, but it was bought from it was bought with a veteran's loan. So essentially, 
when you buy something with a veteran's loan, some, somehow in that in those days, you buy a house with a veteran's loan, something happens, you, you foreclose, the fucking government takes the house and then sells the house. So these little bitches that, that wanted my tickets, they were fucking around with their little boyfriends in this house. They were like punching holes in the fucking walls and shit. And I didn't do any of this shit because I wasn't a vandal. Like, I wasn't a vandal. Like, I wouldn't have done anything like this. I did other, I did other criminal things, but not vandal. Vandalism was beneath me. Um, so they had thought, they had suspected that I was staying, I was sleeping in that house, and that I took out my frustrations on the situation on the house. Now, mind you, my fingerprints were on this house when the vandalism took place. So I, I, I saw it happen. And of course, I'm not a snitch. But they tried to, like, go after me for this stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just going to lawyer up. I know, I know a guy. Right. I know a guy right down the street. I'm just going to lawyer up. <laughs> so basically, Googs and my grandfather both stood up for me like, there's no way he could have done this because he wasn't staying in that house. Like, he never entered that house during this moment. Right. And, um, they all came to me and they're like, look, if your fingerprints are on this house, they're going to get you for being an accessory. So, and if you're not snitching on anybody, then you're going to go down by yourself. So, um, I ended up just saying, okay, I did it. I took the bullet because my grandfather advised me to take the bullet. I said I did it, and um, they're like, "Okay, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna prosecute you, but what we what we will want you to do is we will want you to work it off." I thought it was a fair punishment. I'm like, "Okay, fine. I'm not gonna roll on on these people that weren't my friends." I'll get to them in a second. So it came time to work on the house, and my grandfather showed up. He was gonna help me. He's going to be there right with me and help me work through this community service that I had to do. The non-snitching community service? The non-snitching community service. He took off work to come work with me to fix up houses from these VA loans. Hmm. My North Star. Way to be a man. He didn't need to do that, but he did. So Yes, he did. He didn't need to do that. He was teaching you. This is what a man does. So we get to the first house. And the lady that was taking over these renovations couldn't make it. So she's like, let's just, let's just meet back in two weeks and we'll, we'll, th- we'll work on the next house. And a week and a half after, uh, Mike, who had raised me, had killed himself. So the lady's like, look, I'm going to let you off the hook. You don't have to come help. You've been through something really traumatic and it's just not, you know, it's not worth it for you to like stress yourself out working this off when you have to deal with the death of someone in your family. So about a week and a half later, I had, I'd finally broken out of grounding 
finally did that. And I was riding my bike around and I saw them working on a house. And I stepped right in and I started working anyway. And that was the first time someone told me they were proud of me and it was him. He was the one that said it. He's like, you made a commitment and you stuck to it. Even though you know you didn't do anything wrong. He's the one. He, he, he was your positive no role model in your life. He was. He was the first positive no role model in your life. He was. And then Victor stepped in, you know. Right. Victor stepped in. So then Eric, who is responsible, this kid named Eric, not, I'm sorry, Eric was the guy that gave me the tickets. Aaron was the guy that broke all the shit in the house. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> Joey Googs broke his fucking kneecap after that. <laughs> That's the fucking moral of the story. <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, we'll fuck with Paul off the off the word go, but his pockets run deep, and he's got friends in low places. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Um. Yeah, my north star, him. First person ever made me feel like they were proud of me. What can I say? He never gave up on on us, any of us. What? Never gave up on my mom, despite uh, despite her numerous issues. And he never gave up on my uncle, despite his numerous issues. And they're not they're no longer here. I hope they're uh, sitting up there, waiting for him to get processed so they can catch up and bullshit. I wonder how long it takes to process into heaven. I don't know. Do you think hell's faster to imp- to improv than heaven is? Wow, I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> You're in. Go. <laughs> I got a first class ticket, man. Right? I'm not flying, coach. No. So, um, yeah, dude. Hell of a man. And every time I saw him, water falls in his eyes just, you know, waiting to tell me, like, how much he cared, how much he loved me. Good. And I didn't have many of those people around. When Ever. I was a kid. Ever. Ever. You know, you know that. So, yesterday, uh, they went out to, and by the way, we're not taking commercials. Fuck that. Um, okay. This isn't this isn't about money right now. This is just about us talking. This is about us. Yeah, I get it. Um, it was uh, Martha's. It was Mother's Day, and Martha, you know, has has a son. And uh, they went out. They went out to lunch. They were doing some errands. They were having a good time. They uh they got back to the house about ninety minutes later, after he was done after he was relaxing. He grabbed his chest and had chest pains and collapsed on the ground. Uh, the neighbor, the neighbor tried to administer CPR. Ambulance came. They got a pulse out of him before he left the house. 
like as they were leaving, they had a they had they had a pulse as they were loading him into the ambulance. And then for some reason, they decided to drive him 30 minutes as opposed to the hospital that was maybe seven minutes away with lights and sirens. Like there's St. Mary's at seven minutes away. They drove him to St. Joseph's where coincidentally my mother had passed away. And that's the hospital I was born in. They drove him all the way 30 minutes across town, maybe 25 lights and sirens, you know. And uh, he was dead on on arrival. He was dead on arrival. Died of a heart attack. I just, I think about like those, those 30 years in between those heart attack. And it was like borrowed time, but still made the most of it because he gave so much of himself and his attention as affection and as caring to people besides himself. It's a neat man. He's going to be missed. Um, the picture I have on my Facebook right now is this one. I love that. And uh, that's him on my left. And on my right, there's, that's my uncle who passed okay. away too, uh, my Uncle Mike. And um, <coughs> I miss both of them. I miss my uncle. He was a funny, charming guy. Way too charming. Ladies will tell you. <laughs> um. But man, I miss my grandfather now. Yeah. I do. Yeah. He was the guy that really was everybody's friend, and it wasn't something related. It wasn't like he did it for his own benefit. It wasn't narcissistic. It wasn't self-serving. It was just because he cared about people. He cared about the connections he had. And, and it's just like going through this and re- and remembering the person he is makes me want to be more like him. You know, you're supposed to leave a better world for your for your kids and your grandkids and stuff like that. And he definitely left a better world for me. You beat the system there. You didn't have any kids to leave the world better for. Right. <laughs> Burn it. Burn it all with fire. <laughs> What a man. Well, just know that he's proud of you. I know. Everything you've done, I'm proud of you. I know. It probably doesn't mean as much as what his does. It does. It, it, it means it means it, it means something. Um, even Double M was talking about your documentary, how great it was. She was talking yes last night at dinner. She was like, "He has a documentary." I'm like, "Yeah," and I started running down the, all the accolades you have. I'm like, dude, this 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 boy is doing it. Like, he's he's wheeling, dealing, doing things with his life. He's not just going to work and sitting on the couch every day like I have my whole life. He's fucking doing something. I get the pride. I get taking pride in my work from him, and I get my ambition from my grandmother. Okay. When she goes, that's going to be harder than this. Trust me. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking wrecked. And I can't even think about that day right now because I'm just like. Well, fortunately, you don't have to. Got to fucking keep her alive, man. Protect her at all costs.
now I have to say something. I mean, this is this is incredible because I have five people right now in my life, and I'm going to put you on the spot here a second. Okay, you've been you've been like one of my best friends since I was 16. Got a friend named Ernesto, and the Boyer Trio, and these five people. You five people made me feel so cared about today. What do you mean by you five people? <laughs> I'm trying to be soft and mushy here, and you're fucking yeah, it well, up. I'm, I can't handle it anymore. You're fucking oh, it up for me. <laughs> Dick. Like Ernesto, six months ago, was a complete stranger. Right. And I've never met the Boyer trio in, in person. That probably changes this next weekend because I'm going to Tucson. I'm, oh yeah, I got to drive through Phoenix to get to Tucson. So on the way back, probably might as well, right? As well. Sweet. Um, random we people. Love you, dude. Random people can show you they love and care for you, and then some don't. And. <laughs> don't and then (laughs) you sit there and go you made it such a big deal about being there for me certain times oh i see where we're going with this it's interesting where were you when it really counted (sighs) marco you're not there marco Again, he's there for me when he, this is, this is a friend. And I don't want to use the term friend because like after this, like, here's the deal. Are you sure Scott's not his dad? Right. Here's the deal. No, his dad's dead. Um, here's the deal. How do we get away from his shitty attitude? Here's the deal. You know what's going on. And do you know how I know you know what's going on? Because you like my fucking photo. Because your wife liked my photo. Okay. And your wife has probably told you what happened. And the fact that you are so prideful that you can't send me a message and be like, I'm really sorry. That this goes beyond any kind of issue you have with me right now. No, this comes down to human fucking decency. And he has none. Obviously. And it makes, and it's like... You're not the kind of person Don would be proud of. Wow. Jesus Christ. And I've, I've tried to really like, I've, you know, we've skimmed over it a little bit, kind of made jokes about it, about the soda opening and stuff. But dude, at your core. You're not a good dude. You're not a good guy. You're not, you're not Don. You'll never be Don. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. And you'll never never be be that that guy. guy. Well, you still have time. You might be that guy. You no, could possibly no, still be that guy. No, no, He's but, never going to be that guy. Like, I'm, I'm not even, like, I'm not even surprised. I'm not even hurt. Just, like, par for the course for you. I, I would, I could see you being a little surprised, but I, I, I definitely don't think you should ever be hurt about it. Look, man, if, 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 
if someone in his cl- family died that was close wow. to him, I would reach out and I'd be like, dude, I'm sorry. It's because you are that guy. Because I'd want to be more like Don. Right? So. I'm not going to do anything brash right now, but uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's best in my best interest to be, to ever consider right friendship, to ever consider a friendship with this person. No, because because here's the deal. Like no matter how, think, no matter how much shit you and I would have gone through, like with cocaine, Cassie or whatever. If this has happened when we weren't talking, to either one of us, I would have sent you a message no matter what, and I would have done the same. Like, because I love I, I may you. not have called you. I may not have called you, but I would have sent you a little message like, hey, I'm here if you need me. Same. When you need a bad joke to make you laugh and chuckle and, and dry up the face a little bit, you know, same. I'm your man. Same. Because right? I love you. I genuinely love you. I love you too, dude. We all do. I know. So. And those Boyer sisters, the trio, man, it's. They've they've got a heart of fucking gold. I know. That was their idea. And they were like, let's do this. Will you all chip in if we do this? And we're all like, fuck yeah, we'll chip in. Right. Dude. I spend more than that on a fucking cup of coffee. Like, let's get some flowers for this kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can do it. I've only ever had flowers sent to me twice at work. Or in general. Did you like that? What's your work address? Why? Don't ask fucking questions, sir. I thought either I was like either send me flowers, they're gonna send me dinner. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I was coming up Sanchez today, wow. man. Like I popped on the Chipotle app and I got a free entree as a reward for popping on the Chipotle. I was like, I don't have to pay for my dinner tonight. This is all this is coming up me. Don's looking down on you from heaven, isn't he? <laughs> Don's hooking it up. Dinner's on him. How do you, kid? Have some free dinner on me. Have some fucking barbecue on me, bro. Mm, love it. Um, I love joking about death. <laughs> makes it easier. It does. I want you guys to like just talk shit about me when I die, please. I'm kidding. Don't talk oh, shit. About me. I will. <laughs> Be like, you know that motherfucker's probably up there right now or down there, wherever, wherever, wherever he ends up. He is being the pettiest, most principled son of a bitch to people. Like, oh no, that's not what you said. You said this, right? Trying to matlock people. Got all the receipts. He's like walking around playing the matlock theme song every time he wins an argument. You can see it now. <laughs> when you die, you're going to heaven's library. You're going to be the librarian of receipts, <laughs> right? Like. I never said that. I'm like, actually, your Twitter account, sir. Um, uh, uh, according to the polydecimal system, you did say that. And if you go to shelf <laughs> shelf 14.633, you'll see your receipt sitting there. Thank you. Have a nice day. Matlock, bitch. Get the fuck next. <laughs> Matlock, bitch. Double yeah. click the... I really like Stowe. I haven't met him, and I can just tell he's 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 a real one. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. I uh, met him. He's short. He is. He's a, he's a little bit of a shorty. I met him. Uh, not not like uh, we represent the Lollipop Guild. Thomas Short. Um, but he's you know not not like the third host. Yeah, the third host. Um, man. 
it's 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 incredible the people that come into your life at the time you need them to come into your life. I mean, you've been here for fuck more more. I have known you more years than the time I haven't known you. Right, Purvis. I'm like a barnacle. I feel like, and I and we 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 say about this all the time, but like if 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 the Boyer sisters were our age back in high school, like they would have been they would have been part of our crew. You know, for they would have sure. been part of our crew, definitely for sure. Their inappropriate humor fits right in with us, right? And you know, Hope Matt, Christmas doesn't blow. And Maddie, oh my god, <laughs> those Christmas cards were great. Um, and Maddie, you know, Maddie calls me Uncle Paul. And it's, it's really, you know, I have no problem always being the uncle, never the dad. That's, that's fine. I'm good with that. That maybe that's my, maybe that's my position. My lot in life is just to be everybody's uncle and never be the dad. And I'm fine. Like, that's great. That's great for me. I mean, you get all the pride and you don't have to do any of the punishment. Fucking great. Right. Being on both sides, having, having experienced both sides, I'd much rather be the uncle than the dad. I've never experienced both sides, but I like it over here a lot. Yeah. I like it over cheap. here a lot. It's cheaper. You're in the cheap seats. It's I nicer. Am. <laughs> I am. Because never, like, I've never asked for Christmas presents or anything like that. Right. Um, I do need to say one thing. And I, I, need, to, I need to get it out. And I, I it's. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Take it easy, man. Hey, take it easy, man. Um, Allie and I are going to have lunch Friday. Okay. So I'm really excited for that. This is really excited to see her again. Um, man, it's just interesting. Like, I, I thought about it today when I got those flowers. I was like, "Yeah, I might have lost a grandfather, but I but I gained like, I gained more family members because friends right. of the family you choose, man." And I am so fortunate to have chosen people like you and people like Stowe and people like the Boyer Trio. And I Thanks, include buddy. Caitlin like that in there with the boy. I don't even know if you chose me. I think we were just thrown together in a horrible situation. Yeah. We just fucking stuck it out because we had each other and that's it. Yeah, that's what it was like. You're not Mormon. And I'm now Mormon. we can't seem to get rid of each other. I know. Like, it's like Brokeback Mountain but without the sex. We're like, I don't know how to quit you. I keep trying. I know you do. I know you do. Hey, drink this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will start your Me Too movement. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting canceled for this fucking podcast. We'll be back next week with John House. <laughs> or Gel House. Either way. <sighs> I kind of want to bring them on right now. Do it. Yeah. Fucking do it. Anyway, I'm going to bookend the story real quick. What's up? So I was in spaces right before we got on here with uh, Liz and Kaya and, oh, yeah. and Mike. And so I pop in. I'm like, Liz, here, here you've been uh, starting shit in the group chat, huh? <laughs> and she's like, I didn't fucking say anything. I'm like, that's not what I read. <laughs> and then she's just going on, fuck that girl, blah, blah, blah. And then Kaya pops in. She's like, Perk or per or Periv or whatever the fuck I'm called these days. Uh-huh. I don't even know. And she's like, I don't understand. I wasn't even part of it. I came back because my name was being dropped. I'm like, yeah, I fucking, wow, wild. Um, let's do this. Is this working? 
I got a notification. Hey, who's this? Uh, who's this? No, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm gonna. Is that Morgan? Yeah, it's <laughs> it is Morgan. It's Morgan. Hi, Hi Morgan. Morgan. I feel I feel bamboozled. <laughs> Hoodwinked, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. You, you, you should feel you should feel Wilhouse. You I do feel well house. I want to leave, but I don't well, want to be rude. Don't leave yet. I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted to call in personally. Thank you for changing, like making my day that much better. It meant a lot to me today. Yeah, I'm glad that it was something to brighten your day. I'm glad. It like meant the world to get that from you guys, and I'm so fortunate <laughs> to have I'm so fortunate to have you guys in my life right now. I really mean that. Good, good. I'm glad that it brightened your day. It was. I'm gonna be honest. Maddie was the one with the idea, and we we're like, "Yes, that sounds awesome." So well, she's very sweet for that. You both are very sweet. All five of you are very sweet. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very nice. I hope the rest, we've, rest of the day was better. We've officially put in Kate, Caitlin as uh, part of the Boyer Trio. Yeah, we're just calling you the Boyer Trio now. <laughs> I call her my sister sometimes, just to not confuse people. Yeah, it just makes right. sense. It just all adds up. She's always over there anyway, right? She's eating pasta roni yeah. at like one in the morning. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. My parents, pasta <laughs> um, no, I just like, you know, like I've never met you guys in person, and, and for you guys to take the step you did today and, and really brighten up my day meant a lot. And it just. It just goes to show that you guys have hearts of gold and you are good people through and through. Aww. And I, I'm, I'm so fortunate and blessed to have you guys in my life. And I appreciate it. Yeah. We're so blessed much. to have you too. We're loyal. We're ride or dies. So like we either like you or we don't. So I'm, we love loyalty over here. We do. Yeah. Y'all made the cut. Congrats. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad none of you guys have that triple D behavior. Ooh. <laughs> What kind of behavior? Tri- we call that, it triple that D fake, behavior. That, that, fit, that fake triple D behavior. That thing. All right. Well, I'm not sure, but that's all right. Well, we could patch this together if you'd like to. Yeah. Dude, I can't hear that word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. We could can patch this triple, T fa- triple D fake behavior. Okay. If you'd like. We get the point. We know where you're going with this. <laughs> all right. Should I let you guys go to do wheelhouse? Yeah, we're doing it right now, and we are will housing. We are will housing right now. We're wrapping it up here, and yeah. I just wanted to bring at least one of you on to thank you for what you did for me today. It meant a lot. And Yay, that's very sweet. You're welcome, Paul. Of course, I, I love you guys. I really do. Yeah, I love you back. Okay, you All get right. some rest. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. That was Morgan. From the Boyer Trio. Glad we could bring her The on. potential real third. The potential real third host. <laughs> I told her, I'm like, hey, you guys should come when Periv comes. We're going to hit a club and do fucking open mic. And, and Morgan's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I think it would be fucking laugh right. Right? Especially Maddie. I think Maddie would kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think their humor might be reactionary like mine, though, also. Yeah, true. Maddie's anyway. But I feel like if I had you three in the audience and I was doing open mic, like oh, your fuck. laughs would make everybody else laugh and it would make me laugh. Oh. What? I got to tell you about that. I went and saw Dr. Strange last night. Yeah. Yeah, you did. We can talk about that later, but I got the entire theater to laugh. Because of your laugh? What part of, yeah, because.
because what there was something funny in in the in the movie, and it struck me quickly, and I went, ha <laughs> and then it boomeranged back around, and you know how I do sometimes, I'm like, ha <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. Then four people over here started laughing. And then I made me laugh a little bit more Then all these other people started laughing. So eventually the entire theater was laughing at my laugh. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of light. That's the kind of laugh you want to have. And right? it works. It, you know, it works. Double M's like there, you got the entire theater to laugh with you. I'm like, yeah, well, what I do now if i get that fucking kid behind me to shut the fuck up i'd be even better dude we had one too like rain and i had one too that was just talking so much and raina turns around and goes shut up <laughs> and when you irritate her like that i'm already pissed i'm already like dude yeah. shut the fuck up yeah and she like turns around shut up and i'm like raina's getting hood i love it the boil house <laughs> the echo park is coming out of her i love it she's gonna cut you motherfucker she will cut you. She will cut you. She's a G. And I won't stop her. Uh, yeah, mine mine was like a one-year-old yeah. type kid. This is this is like a fucking 19-year-old who like would talk shit about Mar like he would say things that aren't true and like I'm like sitting there going, "Okay, that's not true, but I'll go ahead, whatever." I don't, you, have, I don't have the time or the energy to debate this with you right now. What did you think of Doctor Strange by the way, real quick? Loved it. Yeah. yeah, like I'm a little confused still, but I loved it. You, you, you want to, what do you do? You want me to clear some things up for you? I can do that if you want me to. I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be left confused. For, I, I mean, I really? think that's the way the, the movie was supposed to be left. I don't think it's left confused. The end credits scene is what unconfused. Yeah, me. the the purple the purple Charlize there, and I didn't know who that was. Just I because I'm you. not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not deep into the lore of Doctor Strange. Right. Um, they cast these motherfuckers really well, though. Like the I, third eye was, I always thought was like part of like Sinister Strange. Well, like when he has the third eye, the actual third eye in the third eye position. Well, in the comics, wasn't it always like Sinister Strange? When, when in the comics, when he gets the third eye, it's because he's becoming he's becoming more knowledgeable about the entire mystic arts, and that third eye is part of the corruption from the dark magic that he now is able to use. So he's, you know, he's, he's broadening his palette. Like the one fly I, I found in the concept of the first movie to the second movie was like the first movie, the ancient one tapped into the dark dimension to stay ancient. Like she stayed youthful because she's tapped in the dark dimension to stay youthful. Right. Right. In the first one. Spoiler alert, the movie's been out five years. If you haven't seen it, go suck it. Go fuck it. Five? Yeah, four or five years now. Six, maybe. Oh, I, thought I was going to say like ten. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, like he, like, he already tapped into that dark magic to defeat Dormammu. Like, he'd used the time stone and was like, Dormammu, have come to bargain. He's already tapping into that to, f to fuck with time. So, he's already got some of those, some of those things, some of those elements of dark magic with him. And I guess this just made that dark magic even more so. Like, he's becoming a full-rounded uh, master okay. of the mystical arts. And, um, you know, the ancient one in Endgame said, Doctor Strange is supposed to be the best of us. And I think yeah. the idea that he's, hard, he's able to use the dark magic and not have it corrupt him, I think that's the symbolic right. nurture of the third eye. I think that's what, what's going right. on. 
So, but in the comics, the third eye was because of the dark, because he was going bad, though, right? No, no. In in the comic, that oh. was only in 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 the Sinister Strange like spinoff, like the the what if stuff, like that was okay. you know he was being corrupted by dark magic, overly corrupted by dark magic. Maybe that's where I got it from then. But where this okay. where this strange is altruistic, so the dark magic can't really corrupt him because he puts people first. Like right. that was the whole point of like Defender Strange trying to take America's power, right? Is that six one six didn't? Where six one six, you know, trusted her to do it, do the right thing. That meant he was a different Doctor Strange, right? Which he was know, the best of us. He was the best of us, and um, Professor X saw that in him. All it takes is one Dude. person. All it takes is one person to believe in you. I, Dude. I that that when he when Professor X comes out and they fucking ingri- they put that music in there. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god! Go, my gobba gould! And and uh, I was like, I went, I leaned over, and I'm like, they did the fucking cartoon music, right? And she's like, what? I'm like, that's the cartoon music. It's the same Professor X from the cartoons. I love it, and and now it's like, you know, before this all went down, uh, Patrick Stewart's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to return to that role again. But now he's opened up the door. He's like, I'm I'm open to returning to the role. Yeah. I'd love to see it happen. That'd be, that'd be great. And maybe, you know, maybe can he can these guys just casted this this Marvel Cinematic Universe so well. I mean I couldn't see Minus anybody one. Who? Captain Marvel. Yeah. I could original, see... not 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 Romeo or whatever, LeBeau or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, uh, Matt Rambo. I couldn't see anybody else playing Doctor Strange. Like he's tailor made for it. Like right, it's gonna be I hard. Mean, Iron Man was fucking uh, perfect. Yeah, they nailed it with Robert Downey Jr. Thor's perfect. Yeah, they did nail it with uh, Chris Hemsworth too. Captain America's perfect. Yeah. Black Widow's perfect. Yep. I think you could have replaced him. Hawkeye. I mean, Rainer did a good job, Jeremy but Rainer's I, I don't shit, think. Dude. I mean, I'm not saying that. Jeremy Renner's a rock star. What are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not trying to take it away from him. I'm just saying, I, but he really, I don't know. I guess I, my point is he didn't have such an impactful role in the whole series that it the, was, it's, I guess, kind of a throwaway character to me. I don't think so. I think he was, he was probably one of the more important Avengers. He's the guy, he was the glue. He was really the glue. He was really like the babysitter Avenger. Like there was all this infighting and he was kind of the one that like tried to calm everybody down. If that makes sense. And he's a rock star too. You know, he's a rock star. Jeremy Renner is a rock star. He's a rock star. He's good. What? He's good. He's good. I'm just saying I think you could have put another person. You could have put Matt Damon in that role and it would have been just as impactful. Just for instance. I don't know. Um, Every time I take a ride, I feel alive with nowhere to go. He's I'm the Hawkeye, dude. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All these, right, I give it back to him. He did do a music video. Let's, these let's, lyrics, let's, these lyrics are so second grade. You're the queen of my throne. It's fucking, it's it's amazing though. I, did, I mean, 
Matt Damon doesn't have a music video. But did you see Jeremy Renner in the town? I don't think I've seen the town. Oh, dude, you got to see the town, bro. That's not an M. Night Shyamalan, is it? No, it's Ben Affleck. It's an Affleck, John, and it is fucking (sighs) great. I don't like Affleck. You got to see the town, dude. You got to see the town. It's very so... sad to the skulls. Like, what more do I have to do? What? The skulls? Wasn't he in the skulls? No, that was, what's his name? The fucking guy from fucking Dawson's Creek. Pacey. Are you talking about phantoms? Maybe I am talking about phantoms. Affleck was the bomb in phantoms. Affleck's not the bomb in anything. Get the You don't think Affleck was a bomb in Chasing Amy? Fuck you, dude. No. I think the script itself was okay, the that's bomb, fair. That's and fair. you could have put anybody in that fucking role, and they would have done fire. That's that's fair. Sorry to interrupt, sirs, but we've got a 10.07 on our heads. Oh, Jesus. Again, Ben? No bullshit, because I wasn't with the hooker today. Ha-ha! God damn it. Well, thanks for listening to uh, this uh, sob story. Eh, You know, it's not an all sob story. Not all sob story. Thank you for listening to this raw story. Yeah, thank you. That's, That's a fair point. We get to know us a little better. We'll yeah. get to know Paul a little get better. Get to know me a little better. The softer, this is the Sears episode, the softer side of Paul. All right, the touch, the feel of cotton. Remember when Aaron Neville did those cotton commercials? Uh, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if uh, Paul Mooney was pissed that Aaron Neville did cotton commercials. Wow. You took it there. I mean. I mean. Right? He went With on a free chicken. The old have singing, deep sorrow, great joy. What does it mean? The touch, the fear, the fabric of our life. Fabric of our life. Dude, what's with uh, like? I I I think air level's great, but like his voice is just—it kind of makes uh, me uh, laugh. Uh, it's uh, like. Uh, it's like it's like you bang a saw and it goes. <laughs> it's just like, you're just like, I thought it was when you walk too far away from your fucking headphone or your phone and you have to oh, the, blue, headphone. the Bluetooth is cutting out. What's happening? Right. <laughs> oh no, Jesus. never mind. That's just Aaron Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.